You've tuned into the Grassroots Gardening Podcast, which is a gardening entertainment show inside the UK where we talk about how it is to run and operate a gardening business. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes it's just us. Either way, we hope to keep you company while you're on your grassroots journey. Hello, welcome back. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about landscaping versus garden maintenance slash mowing-go versus commercial ground maintenance what's best for you and that's the point so this is about just high level good the bad and the ugly maybe just the good and the bad about each of, <laughs> about each of these points i don't i think bad and ugly merge don't they um yeah. about each of these and if you're a if you're at a crossroads in your career and you're wondering which direction to turn, this might be the episode to you. Um, I'm at a crossroads every five weeks. Um, I'm an emotional roller coaster, and um, yes. So this episode's just for me, really, to get a few things off my chest. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not. Um, I, I yeah, I genuinely question what I'm doing every every few weeks. Um, and I think sometimes it's a good idea because, like with everything in life, it really does have the good and the bad. Right. What should we start with, Mike? Landscaping, maintenance, and like the mowing goes, all the commercial ground maintenance. Tell up to you. Landscaping. <gasps> okay. <laughs> now, obviously, these are really, really high level, so I'm just going to go through the good and then go through the bad then we'll go with the good of another and then hopefully we'll end up with a with a not a, a good news bad news sandwich but maybe some sort of big mac but not chicken because that looks odd right good the good about landscaping so it's got a potential for very very high profit there's um you know you can potentially land some really really good money well earned yeah. good money in landscaping and you know you need a few key elements skill for one yeah talent, talent schedule availability yes there's a lot of things that go into it but do you know what sometimes you can land on a winner and we've all had those jobs where you think i've made x amount today awesome or x amount this week you know and if you're not daft and you save it or you invest it properly into something for the business you know you can do some pretty good stuff with it um but i think it's um yeah i think the the, the high profit is what attracts a, a lot of people but also there's massive sense of achievement i always think yes yeah and the before and afters on like some landscaping projects are they're great you can't you know it was a derelict mess. Yeah. It now looks like the outdoor of a really high-end hotel. Like, oh, you've done a really good job of that, and you can see that this family or this person is really going to enjoy their outdoor space, thanks to what we've done. You know, huzzah. And you can have a really, really good before and after photos. And, yeah, good sense of achievement. I know some of the stuff that we've done together, you know, you look back and you go, you know, a turfing job, a... Artificial turfing job, a decking, a fencing, maybe not fencing, but like, you know, um, patio laying, you know, whatever else you want to talk about, it, graveled areas, I hide the, 
crud underneath, a new driveway. You know, it's a sense of achievement. And um, what it also uses is your problem-solving skills. Yes. And I think this is linked quite closely with a sense of achievement, but there are always obstacles with landscaping. Like, there's a pipe in the way. There's a an access problem. There's a yeah. a delivery problem. <laughs> there's there's always something you have to think on your feet. Unless you're doing this day in day out, and you're really highly tuned in with everything, and you can still run into stuff. You just run into stuff less, uh, less often. Um, you'll always have something to overcome. And actually, some people like problem solving. You yeah. know, like some people don't like structure. And I say who really don't like structure. People that start their own gardening business. Yeah. Hate it. A lot of them. A lot of them. Like, what kind of lunatic leaves a perfectly good nine to five job <laughs> where someone guarantees pays your wage and your sick pay and your holiday pay? Uh, who starts up a business with an absolute problem solving idiot? So yeah, perfectly for perfectly for you lot listening and these two on the podcast. Um networking. Now I think this is one of the one of the big benefits to doing landscaping because you network with the soil delivery people, the paving delivery yep. people, yep. the tool hire people, the skip people, and your name just gets out there as a reliable source. The more this, the more you buy stuff from them or you hire stuff from them, the more they see you about doing projects. You know the amount of turfing work I get from the bloke. Who hires my turf cut? I hire the turf cutter from is unbelievable. I mean, who's he talking to? What kind of nutcase hires a turf cutter and then asks somebody to lay turf? Like, <laughs> <laughs> who's he talking to? But goodness me, I got lots of inquiries from him, and I do with the skip people, and you know, for various stuff, and uh, the mulch people, you know, like they'll quite often get a call about putting you know, 10 ton of mulch in to a place. Who does mulching? Oh, Matt's always ordering mulching. Mulch, yeah. mulching, mulch. Um, mulching. Give, give, you know, give them a shower. I've had quite a few jobs from them. And it does, it builds your network because you get out there and, you know, you know who's reliable and they know you. And they kind of yeah. don't need to know that you're reliable because they know you're not reliable because otherwise the market will tell you to do one and not yeah. hire you. So they're kind of proof in the pudding by the fact of how much you're actually... They've seen you working and doing stuff. They don't even need to see the end result. Like the turf man never sees the turf I put down. You know, I could be making sauce stickers for, out of it for all he knew. Like, he hasn't got a clue. Like, he hasn't got a clue what I'm doing with it. But he knows that I'm getting customers, which yeah. means I'm getting referrals. I'm going, you know, like, and I live in a high demand city. So um, he knows that. But yeah, networking, I think that's a very good benefit from it. Yeah. Um, Potential exposure is pretty good from landscaping. And what I mean by this is before and after pictures, um, yep. people being proud about their new yard, their new lawn, their new whatever, uh, you get so much exposure from individual projects. Yes. Now, it's very rare that you would get somebody come on Facebook going, for the last two years, Matt's been mowing my lawn. Look at the improvements from two years ago. Like it happens very yeah. rarely, but quite often you'll get a you know someone will sticker. Look, we've done a new block paving driveway, and yeah. then the person who's 
driveway it is, we'll go, what a great job you've done for us. Thank, thank you know, you, Tim and Bob, for doing a great job. See you all soon, you know. Uh, what better proof do you need than that? A picture? A recommendation? Without it even being a recommendation, it's just a verbal kind of thumbs up. And, yeah, the potential exposure is very, very good. Um, you also get a faster word of mouth from landscaping because the results are faster. As in, we started on Monday, Thursday it looks like a palace. Yeah. The, the word of mouth comes instantly after it because everyone's telling you, telling people how great the yard looks. I don't know why I'm saying yard. Yard. <laughs> Sorry. Too, too, many, too many YouTube videos on American. <laughs> too many American YouTube videos. <laughs> um, the, um, yeah, the, the word of mouth is very, very quick afterwards because there's like a euphoric kind of rise in this person is the best person I've ever met in my life. And then like it, then it peters and then it just becomes part of the wallpaper of, of the house. But at first, it's everybody telling you, you know, I used Matt and his patio and looks amazing. I can't wait to go sit on it out there. He was such a professional. Came around with reasonably priced. He yeah. this and that and the other. And he, he said yes to every cup of tea I made, you know, whatever, whatever it looks like. But the potential, yeah, the it's really, really quick word of mouth. Next one. I think building a team is easier than yep. it is with other aspects of the green industry. Got American again. Yeah. Because it's understandable from a customer's perspective that a hard landscaping, landscaping company is going to have more than one person. Because yes. they'd be horrified if you turned up to do a large paver job and install a new lawn and whatever else. And a plant and planters and stuff like that, and you're like, "All oh, right, I'm on my own. I'm gonna be here for the next three and a half weeks." Um, but you know, <laughs> people just be like, "What are you doing? Who have I hired? Why has this man moved into my garden?" Like, <laughs> genuinely, like it just look odd, wouldn't it? So you have, you know, yeah. it's expected that you would have an infrastructure to come deliver yeah. that project. The bad, Oof. the bad, um. You are at the mercy of suppliers. Yeah. You're not at the mercy of anybody, but you're at the mercy of deliveries. You're at the mercy of, like, like higher equipment. You're at the mercy of, like, everything you could possibly imagine. You turn up to a £25 lawn, though, and the bin men are there, yeah. and the plants are there for half an hour. No worries, double back, see you in an hour. They turn up at the same time as your soil delivery, and, you know, peach driven into the sycamore tree at the side of the road you know like problem also late deliveries wrong deliveries yeah. loads and loads of things that can go wrong you know we had one with the artificial job artificial yeah. turf job that we did they didn't deliver enough limestone so yeah. when you looked at the invoice they put zero down when you ordered three two yeah. turned up great uh, so yeah you're at the mercy and the pull of other people and that can really derail projects and if you've been around a while, you'll use the same suppliers. You probably won't get that issues. But you're not just relying on, let's say, two vans to turn up. You're relying on three because you've got the supplier's van as well. Yeah. And like it's just all those other things. So unintentional issues can arise. And it's not all at your pull. This is the one that panics me the most, right? And it's the sleepless nights thing, right? Let's say you do a 
paving job. I say paving job. I know a lot of people on here don't do pavers, but like this is the one that really upsets me, and it makes me think like this is not the path for me. Well, it might be, but the if like let's say a paver slips right, or it's slightly out of line. Yeah. Or Julie comes round for a red gla- a glass of red wine on a Friday evening, and she goes, "Oh, that paver's wonky." Every time they walk past that sodding paver, yeah. they're gonna be like, "That guy put the paver in wrong," and I just have this like horror that every because like with green stuff it grows, you could rip it out of the ground, you could replace yeah. it, you could trod on it, you could cut it down, you can do whatever with it. You can manipulate the situation to make it yes. to, yes. to fit. You know, you can. In the last podcast, Mike confessed to taking out a load of geraniums. Yeah. Mike can put some geraniums back in again. You could lift the patio, problem. But every time they walk past that thing, they just get look at it. <laughs> and I do it all the time. I look at every single imperfection. And it probably means that I'm some sort of like neurotic person, but it is what it is. Um, and it really worries me that like I would do something and, be, and it's all perfect when I leave. And then like, It'll just, it'll just start to slip <laughs> out of line. And then they're just staring at it all the time. And that's probably something I need to get over. But, it, yeah, it worries me. And, of course, generally, it needs a very, very high standard of work, which can be difficult to yes. deliver from every employee because diff- people have different standards. And only when you've been... You're either, like, a perfectionist by nature, and some people are, or you have to learn it by being beaten up by pe- by customers, and if they've not had that exposure to what you know to be like told, you're crap. This is crap, <laughs> and they've not had yeah. that. They can kind of just be like, "Oh, don't worry, don't worry about it." Boss will sort it. You know, that's what yeah. he gets paid the big bucks for. You know, um, so yeah, it's um, it's a higher standard throughout. And so it should be, people paying good money. Stressful deadlines is, um, you know, scheduling deadlines is tough in any industry. You are forever quoting. Yes. Which is something you don't get with reoccurring because you don't do that many, you know, you can go a couple of weeks because you rely on regulars and blah, 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 blah. When you're doing one-off or landscaping work, you're forever quoting. You're forever meeting. You're forever going out. You're forever measuring. You're forever quantifying. I mean, you get better at it, obviously, but you still have to physically go to these places and assess it. You know, like, you get a bit, like, I've done quite a few lawns. I can eyeball a lawn, how big it's going to be. Yeah. I've successfully eyeballed the last four, and I've been with... And I've been within, you know, a few spare rolls at the end, perfectly eyeballed. And you get better at stuff. And I'm sure that, like, if you were doing, you know, like, pavers all the time or, like, gravel, I'm pretty good with gravel. I can kind of of guess an area now. Um, Go back five years, I'd have probably ordered three 25k bags rather than three ton bags you know i'd have probably been horrendously off um soil again 
you know. So you get you do get better at this kind of stuff. So that cuts that time down. But ultimately, you've still got to go and meet these people. It's not, um, yeah, it's not just as easy as as it is with like having a bunch yeah. of regulars and just like getting additional work from them. So uh, and that can you know it can play into your life. You, you you're out every night quoting, and then when you get back, you're writing stuff up every night. It's um, and then you're only getting a one in five response rate. Um, it, yeah, it's yeah, it can be tough and then of course you've got this wonderful breed of people called tire kickers and tire kickers are rife in landscaping and you get to learn it like the language of a tire kicker but you sometimes get it wrong and sometimes people just want to know how much stuff costs yeah it's a little little nosy Someone they were friends with that went to a barbecue had a whole new garden um, raised bed planter put in. They just want to know roughly how much it cost. They, th- they thought it might be a good idea on Thursday when they messaged you. By Saturday, they've gone off of it. Some people are just, yeah, they're just, and sometimes it's difficult to it's difficult to spot them. So Yeah, and then you get the, the people of, with no money who want to do it, like, yeah, and get, yeah, yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah, clearly, I haven't got the yeah, budget. Do, yeah, yeah, people that like want it done for cheaper than what the materials cost. Yeah, um, of course, there's expensive equipment involved as well, um, yeah. and it can be quite niche equipment, and you end up with like random stuff all over your toolbox compared to like more regular maintenance, of course. Um, and generally, the the training for colleagues, I think, is higher as well. Because yeah. you can't learn everything. You can't learn 90% of hardscaping, one-off job type stuff in six weeks. Which is genuinely what I think if you do some really good training in lawn care and yeah. like commercial settings and stuff like that, you can learn 90% of it in about six weeks. I don't think you can with hardscaping and like fence work and stuff like that because there's so much variety you might get a specific type of job in you know you might get somebody that's fairly handsy handsy handy um you don't want to handsy (laughs) um but you do want people that are handy um and yeah you might get lucky that you can just get people that will turn the hands kind of anything yeah so that's landscaping What should we do now? Mongo or commercial grounds maintenance? Mongo. Start with the good. The longer you're in the game, the more money you make. Yeah. Perfect. You dial down on the area, you get more customers, you get more recommendations. You are the obvious choice for that um, area. You know, you double down, you have X amount on each street, you're making plenty of money, and yeah, the longer you're in it, the more money you make. You have very, very simple equipment if you're doing mongos or small to medium garden maintenance. Yeah. 
you know, you have your like your hedge cutting and trimming equipment. You might be have a couple of like tree things, small chainsaw, lopper maybe, some ladders, and then you've got mower, blower, strimmer, a couple of other things. It's not a lot, is it really? When you quantify it. Um and it's all fairly, yeah, simple and it tends to last because you use it all. Yeah. Like repeatedly you tend to use it all. So like, you know, you don't have stale fuel in it, you don't have you know, like yeah. yes, you'll need to service it, you'll need to do whatever with it, because you use it a little bit more. But ultimately, like machines like to be used. You know, like if you don't use them, it's a problem. Yeah, they don't start. And yeah, yeah. You try and trying to fix um, them over a phone and yeah, that type of thing. Um, you build long term um, relationships with customers when you're doing garden beds, and um, you know you keep them for a long time. You kind of, you know, you have a you build up a decent rapport, um, and it you know you, you feel kind of like you know you're part of kind of i guess the garden and their life yeah a little bit you know like you see the kids grow up and you know it's kind of nice and they've come to be a bit reliant on you um i mean you don't go around for tea but you you know you might ask him how the weekend was um you have less quoting to do yeah um because once you've got a once you've got a round set up it's just about topping up or replacing those people that don't fit with your new regime or, you know, those people that now can't afford it or have died or, you know, just, it's just a like-for-like like replacement. So you tend to not need to advertise as much, so less quoting. And one of the things I really like about this, this aspect of it, is you actually see the garden throughout all the seasons. Yeah. And, like, you know, I'm a massive um, proponent of when you're doing, when it's winter, you do winter gardening stuff. When it's summer, you do summer gardening stuff. You know, like, I like to, like, I like to just drop hedges. Yeah. Like, because A, there's birds, obviously, everyone knows that. And, and B, like, I'm bored of it. And, like, I want to leave that aspect behind and I want to do summery stuff. And, yeah. like, it's warm and that activity suits it. I want to do autumn stuff in autumn. You know, like, I don't want to be clearing leaves in March. No. Because they're sludgy, horrible and full of crap. Um, I want to be doing it as they fall. Not physically as they fall, but when they're just... <laughs> when they're just... <laughs> Not that they're catching them with the net, but, like, you know, as they're falling. You know, and I kind of think that there's got to be Oh, this is deep, this isn't it? The uh, you know, I, I like the idea of doing the right stuff in the right season. It kind yeah. of feels right with working in a garden. The bat. Ooh. Um, there's limited earning potential across the majority of um, of people. There are exceptions, and don't want to go into the exceptions too much, but you do have a limited earning capacity. Like there's only so many hours in yes. a day, and yep. there is only a mark. There is a market value for that type of thing, um, and there's a, there's a market value for for landscaping as well. But if you're shaping perfectly good gargoyles, 
for example, and sticking them on like you know plinths and stuff, like you're going to get a bit more money than you than you are for yeah putting gravel down, like so there's you know, but realistically, there's really high end pruning and stuff like that where you you have to know the exact seasonalities and but like ninety percent of people are going to just be hacking down budliers, cutting conifers, like, I mean, the majority of people listening to this podcast could walk through everything in most gardens in Britain. Yeah. And you'd get a few where they've, like, seen something funky at the garden centre, and it's like, I don't know, some sort of, like, Nepalese twisted hazelwood or something, and you're like, what? But the majority of stuff's like just not bland. That sounds awful, but like th- there's not a lot of variety because a lot of this stuff's picked up from garden centres and they all sell the same yeah. stuff. Yeah, like you know, and even if it's like it's like a different colour of something, you know, like I mean, how many like codlines and palm trees do you see in front gardens? Like honestly, we're fifty-five miles from the coast, and we're working. Um, we're working like obviously various places around York. There's palm trees everywhere. Yeah. Like, I do, do think they're funny. I don't think people love palm trees, but like yeah, we work in a place called Aiken quite a lot. It's like a little, like a decent sized village on the side of York. And honestly, every time someone sees the palm trees, it causes it Costa del Aiken because like <laughs> it, re- it really does. It's so odd, but like, and they're not complicated things to prune. There's loads of other stuff. So like. Yeah, it's um, yeah, there's limited earning potential. Um, I think it's harder to grow if you want to have staff, um, because you've built that personal relationship and the transition between brand and person is quite tough for some people because they'd have to literally get rid of like X amount percentage of their their customer base to replace them with people that don't care who they are they're just after the service and i think that can be difficult because it's it's about building brand and the customer thinking that the brand is arriving not the person's arriving and that's a really hard transition when it's not the brand and it is the person arriving and you're going oh no no no, it's the brand it's the brand arriving, don't you worry? Yeah. And like, but it's you. It's, you're always here. You've been here for the last five years. Like, nah, it's, it's the brand. Like, it's <laughs> you can't. It's really hard to do. Yeah, it's really hard to do, and that's why most people don't do it because, like, because X amount of percentage of their their customer base just wouldn't go for it, and it's really difficult to separate that off. So you have to do it slowly and brutally, to be honest, because you might have to get rid of a few of these people that you um that you like. So. Where are we? Oh, I've got a plan for this episode. Let's go. Let's follow it up. Let me follow it up. Where are we? Um, it can be quite repetitive. Yeah. Um, it just can. You weed the same bed. It's got the same weeds popping back through. You tried to get them all last time, but you didn't quite get them all. And then you were a couple, three weeks rather than two weeks, and now they're everywhere again, and you're pulling out the same weeds at the root. You turn it over again, and it's... Yeah, it can be. It can be like, oh, I'm pruning them again. Oh, it's time. Like, I'll just prune them the same way as I did last year, shall I? Yeah, no worries. It just, you know, it can get a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit 
boring, to be honest. There is a large percentage of the lower end of the market that don't find value in the service. And I think that yeah. can be very disheartening for people because it's not just mowing lawns, it's not just weeding beds. It's professionally mowing lawns, it's professionally weeded beds. But the, the split from some customers, especially at the lower end of the market, between a professionally mowed lawn and a professionally done garden bed to a domestic one, yeah, is not really that different. Ergo, you're just doing something for them. And it's, yeah. Yeah. it can cause quite a bit of upset in this industry um now if you've been around a while you've got rid of those people and you hopefully have got people that you know what does what do they always say know your worth don't they know your worth and yeah. they are right and you do that by having people that appreciate you um and just wowing the uh wowing the pants off them to make sure they're uh you know they, they they know that they're paying for a decent service and yeah, there's ways and means of doing it, but sometimes people just think that you like they're just mowing the lawn for me. Like some people are just like that. Anyway, and then the last one. There's a very very low barrier to entry. You can you can advertise a gardening business and own a travel. Yeah. Like you won't be very good at it. You won't get a lot of decent customers, but you can be in the same space. Yeah, with a trowel or a mower. I mean, like, how many people... I've seen, like, people start gardening businesses without strimmers. Really? Like, and people start gardening businesses without blowers. Just have a broom. Like, it's just... Yeah, the environment's entry, and especially, like, when people need a bit of side money. They don't say, I need a bit of side money, so... (laughs) I'm going to start laying porcelain paper, do they? <laughs> you know, they, they, they go really kind of like what they think is basics, which is pulling weeds. Although yeah. it's not, there's actually quite a lot of talent in it. Yes. Because you've got, to pull them, you've got to pull them correctly at the root. You've got to know when to turn them over. You've got to know which weed is which. Um, you've got to know what is a weed. There's a, there's, you know, I mean, it's not the most difficult thing. But sometimes in spring, when you've got a little green thing sticking up, like trying to ID the little green thing that's sticking up, it's it can be quite difficult. And sometimes you just dance around to you like, you know what, I'll leave that two weeks and see yeah. what it turns into. And that's probably the right thing to do if you don't you know, I had a customer that used to spring wildflower. He used to sprinkle wildflower stick seeds in his garden beds and then ask me to go weed his garden beds. And there'd be six <laughs> and there'd be sixteen hundred little green things sticking up. I'd be like, what do you want me to do with this? Like Looks like you need strimming. Like, well, just the, the point of wildflower is you, you just sit there and wait and see what comes up, and then you know yeah. if, your, if your weeds pop up, don't worry about it. We'll deal with them at the end of the year. Oh no, no I want it weeding. Right, you're a lunatic, and I'm going to go find someone else to work for. Um, <laughs> which is pretty much every conversation. To be honest, nice guy, nice guy. Um, we did on good terms. His wildflower beds didn't work out, but I passed them every couple of days. How they look. <laughs> right, it's probably because he pulled them all, pulled all the little <laughs> yeah. Yes, so that is uh, like bow and go and residential garden maintenance. Last but not least, commercial grounds maintenance. 
I want to flip this one out of its head and end on a high. I'm going to go bad first, just be a maverick. Um, oh, because actually, because that makes the the good bad Big Mac correct, doesn't it? Because you yeah. start on good and end on good. Mm. I'd like to say that was intentional, but it wasn't. Right, um, bad. It can be when you first start out and when you're um, first looking into uh, commercial, it can be quite low profit because there's a lot of people out there. You know, we yeah. went through the the fag area of the bacon factory on a previous podcast, but that's the reality of it, and people aren't going to pay a lot of money for that because they don't want to pay for a lot of money. And you know, no. you have to if you want to move into that particular sector, then maybe you just need to take on a few like not great jobs at first. So it can be fairly low profit. Yes. Um and I think people that's where people kind of go and assume that there's no money in it, which is similar to the moment ago where people haven't done it properly. So they don't see the benefits of it. Because there is yeah. money in commercial, but it can appear like there isn't. And sometimes the money is three years down the line, not three weeks down the line. It can be quite tough on machines, you know, like yeah. there are like parish councils where they want 12 or 14 cuts a year. And if it's a damp wasteland, it can really beat up some mowers and, yeah. you know, um, hedges done once a year with the big thick twigs. You know, sometimes it can be, if it's not pretty little parts in the countryside, Sometimes it can be, yeah. it can really beat up your machines. You can sometimes be undercut and um, just cast aside when a previous relationship exists or they've just found some somebody cheaper yeah. that will do it. And they can, you know, like you can quite easily, because it's a transactional relationship, you can quite easily be undercut. A lot of, you don't tend to find, I mean, I know they're out there, but you don't tend to find residential people get undercut without there being, like, an inquiry placed. As in, like... Yeah. As in, like, let me talk to you about, like, a scenario, like, you do garden bed maintenance and mow the lawn for a lady. Yeah. Um, and... She meets a gardener in the local shop. She might, you know, and he introduces himself as a gardener, just out, out of no context at all. Like, the customer that's loyal and is happy with the service will say, oh, I've got a gardener, do you know so-and-so? Yeah. The person that's not happy will potentially ask for a price. Yes. Or a yeah. quote. And they'll tend to stay fairly loyal. And it's similar in this aspect, but... Sometimes facilities managers are brand new and they don't have that established relationship. And sometimes there's just there's a price thing. The boss is driving them down on price and they're just trying to find everything they can. Or like, you know, so yeah, you can sometimes be scooped out um, on, on, on price or on prior relationships. You are forever, endlessly ringing purchase ledger, ringing admin, ringing invoicing, resending invoices, waiting for payments, talking about when payment run dates are, talking about little policies 
that silly people and officers have put in just to stretch the cash flow out. You understand internal policies of random companies. It's like, if I did a mastermind subject, I'd be like, <laughs> right, I want care home pay run, run rates. That's going to be that's gonna be like, so 2019, <laughs> when was the payroll down? I'd be like, April 20th, May 13th. Like, you just, you just learn absolute rubbish yeah. about internal, pol- in, internal policies that people have created just to stretch cash flow. Which doesn't even mean anything. Like, what are they doing? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Um. Anyway, yes, you are forever chasing invoices, and it um, for certain companies, certain companies are terrible. They can be good companies to work for, bad at paying invoices, and that's where you've got to <laughs> kind of. And and sometimes you you know you're talking to the facilities managers, and they're like, they want to pay. You. They put the invoice in. They know for a fact that you're gonna come every week or every two weeks yeah. or whatever and they're going to see you face to face they don't want you to be unpaid especially when it's coming out of someone else's bank account like why wouldn't they want you to get paid but they've they've got this internal blockage yes and then the people that are creating this blockage further up the chain they don't care who you are they don't know what a great no. job you yeah. did don't care just number so yes it's a bit of a a bit of a bugbear with mine is chasing invoices, and you do get it with residential to be fair, but it's not, yeah. it's not 30, 60, 90 days or 30 no. days and then 15 days for the payment run date. I mean, the payment run date, I mean, come on, who do they think they are? Um, <laughs> you're a small care with 40 <laughs> residents, just pay the invoice, comes off a bank account, just get it signed anyway. Um, it can be quite boring because, like, if you're cutting shrubs all day, when yeah. like when you're in a garden and you're doing like hedges, like unless you're doing like a massive garden, you're like, oh, I've been cutting hedges all day. In reality, you probably haven't. You've been clearing up for like three, like two hours. Then you've gone yeah. to skip. You've had lunch, and you're probably actually cutting for about three hours, like actually hedge trimmer in hand. On commercial, you might have your hedge trimmer in your hand for seven hours on stop <laughs> because, like, you're only cutting tip bits off the end. Like, yeah, yeah it, and it can be quite, it can be boring. And, or you're just litter picking non stop, or like, you know, you're mowing endless grass and, like, in the rain. And, yeah, it can be quite, it's not glamorous as it? it's fag area of a bacon factory. Um, And this gets people down sometimes, right? It can be quite a long time between um, kind of praise and well done, mate, and the site's looking good. Like, it can be a year. Like, I've waited a year before I've had some praise off off the place because there was no on-site manager. Just used Uh, to dip in now and again every three months or like that. And, like, once she forgot to look at the garden, so then it was another three months, and I was like, oh, I'll just keep tipping my invoices and do it. But I was, like, overworking this place. Yeah. Like, I was over-litter-picking. I was, like, and that sounds stupid, over-litter-picking, but, like, it wasn't really part of it. But, like, I'm not going to mow over Gary Lineker's face on a walker's packet. I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to pick it up. Like, that's just the right thing to do with as a human being and a contractor that is trusted to do a place that's not managed, you just pick yeah. the litter up. Like, 
but I was like over picking it up. I was doing like petty flu wrappers and like all sorts, you know, like <laughs> like you know, like tiny little bits of litter, like old receipts and stuff. Because I was really panicking that these people were just going to come in and go, "What contractor have you got doing this?" So I was like a little bit like unprofitable on this job just because I was yeah. like worried. Anyway, twelve months went by, and she went, Do "You know what? This place has never looked as good." I was like, "Ah." Oh. Cool. Oh, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's been great since you started. I've been meaning to tell you. Meaning to tell you. It's been six yeah. months. <laughs> you forgot to look at the garden once. I texted you and said, how oh, is everything? Oh, I forgot to look. I got involved as well. I'll look next time. Right. Yeah, no worries. So it can be quite a long time. And I'm not really somebody that needs, like, feedback. But I also like to know that I'm, like, doing all right. Because, yeah. you know, I want the contract to renew, look after my customers, you know. Like, I want to know that we're doing the right things and stuff. Yeah. It's good in it feedback and it can be few and far between in some cases. You're in the public eye quite a bit with commercial. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're gardening where people are walking the dogs, where, you know, like you're picking litter at the side of a road and there's like, there's traffic lights there and, you know, there's like, you're really, really exposed. Like, there's no, you don't want to be picking your nose at that point, do you? Like, you know, or doing something that you shouldn't be doing or like, yeah. you know, even like, having a five minute break sat on a wall. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, it just don't look good, does it? Like, and that's really pathetic because like, screw you type thing. I'm tired. I've been, you don't know what I've been through to this morning, but like, it, it feels like, yeah, but it doesn't feel right, does it? So like, yeah, you have to just kind of like, you have to be very aware that you've got eyes on you when you're a public eye, I guess, yeah. especially if you're doing like parish council work or like, you know, contracts in big offices yeah. and then all of a sudden lunchtime comes and you're scratching your backside and then 500 people are waiting in a queue at a cafeteria. Don't look good, does it? So like there's, I'm not suggesting anybody listening to the podcast does that. But you just know, I mean, people, humans are humans, aren't they? Like, you know, it gets, it gets on top sometimes. The, I think one thing that kind of puts people off is like they look at tender websites and stuff and they get really like excited and they see like, whoa, look at that planting job, 250,000 yeah. pounds. And then like it goes to some massive company that's so much bigger than you with massive infrastructure yeah. and all the right stuff. And they're just like, what's the, tra- what's the, what's the steps? Like, what do you do? And, it's like with gardening where you turn up with your trowel on day one. Yeah. You just you start you start at that fag area and you know, you, you you build and you you promote and you do the exactly the same things and then theoretically one day you'll be in a position where you can go for that if you're wanting to, if that's the type of thing that you you know, but you have to have a build. But I think when people are like looking for commercial, it's quite the thing is if in season you need a bit of residential work, it's easy. You bang on Facebook, you do a couple yeah. of leaflets, you you tack up a couple of contacts that had mentioned some work three months ago. 
you know, yeah. the guy down the pub or whatever. And you fill the diary, and it can be filled. The commercial work, you go online to try and find it. Or you go knocking on doors. Well, if the doors are shut and the tender websites are saying that you need to have a million pound business, yeah, it can feel like a bit of a roadblock to commercial. Yeah, um, sometimes I think people, I've seen a lot on Facebook where people are very confused on how to get into it as well. Oh, and yeah, very com- yeah, and how yeah. to do the, the tenders and the contracts. And, and, and in and reality, yeah, you don't take on stuff that you're not ready for. I mean, there's stretching yourself and then there's being stupid. Like, yeah. I've stretched myself this year and I've taken on my biggest contract this year. I'm really happy with it, and you know, like, and it'll be a big win. Now, if I'd have taken on a contract that had been four times that size, that would have stretched big time, yeah. probably into the point of panic, whereby I'm not ready and I'd be spending all the time doing that, and then everything else would get dropped. And yeah. like, and that's actually the right thing. Whereas next year, I could take on a contract that was four times that size, yeah. I reckon, because I'll have eaten this one or I got it to a place I'm happy with. I'll sustain it, and then the snowball keeps rolling and building and rolling and building. Yeah. But how do you start rolling? Like, you start it in the same way that you start any business. You roll it small. You do the dentists, you do the doctors, yeah. you do the, the Airbnbs, you do the student accommodations, you do you know, you know, do the care homes. You know, you, you build, and you build, and you snowball, yeah. and you build. And, and then you're looking at, you know, like schools and stuff like that, and then NHS facilities, and, you know, it builds, doesn't it? And then... <laughs> All of a sudden, you're doing planting schemes at Buckingham Palace. You know, like theoretically, that's kind of the not the pinnacle, but like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's an option, isn't it? Depends on your royal stance. Um, more of a royal sit than stance, but we are earlier. Right. Um, and then the last one on the bad for commercial, and I like this one. You just get weird requests that you wouldn't normally say yes to. <laughs> so, so, like, if you got messaged on Facebook and somebody went, "Hi, we've got this hedge that's full of petty flu yogurts." Yeah. Would you mind just coming once a week and litter picking it? You, you'd be like, "You'd be like, sod off, mate." No, <laughs> well, of course not. Like, what a stupid request. Or like, sometimes my gutters get full of leaves on on the downspout. Can you use your leaf blower every couple of months just to clear them out? You'd be like, what are you on about? Yeah. All right, whatever. <laughs> Whereas with commercial, they build these odd little things into the contract sometimes of, yeah. of like niggles that's annoyed them at some point, and you've just got to you've just got to do it. Like it's just sometimes I, I got a request from a place that I work, which is a it's a block of flats, but it's a bougie block of flats. It's yeah. really it's really nice. I don't think you've ever seen this facility. Um, it's, what, in York? Um, yeah. Yeah, it's the one by the roadside. No, I'll take you there one day. It's not It's not yeah. interesting. Um, but they had um, a problem with their bin store. And okay. there was a... And it's like an internal bin store, so I, I had access because I do litter pick on it, so I'd, I'd put stuff in. But, like, they just had, like, these... I think a few of them were Airbnbs and they just didn't understand the process and they just chuck rubbish everywhere. Everywhere. And they were like, oh, could you do the bin star tidy? The bin star tidy, as if it's a poly- as if it's like a full <laughs> a full process. This is invented. 
And I was like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, that's fine. We'll up the contract by this. And I'll sort it. Like, it is what it is. I'm already late yeah. picking. So what's the harm in getting a couple of gloves? Anyway, I put some gloves on. I didn't have the right gloves with me. And I put some inadequate gloves on. My fault. 100% my fault. My finger went through a soy sauce packet. I hate soy sauce. Oh. I hate Chinese food. Um, I'm sorry if there's anybody Chinese listening on here. I know nobody's logged in on China from China because I can see on the egg. So I do apologise if anyone's a massive um, Chinese food fan. I hate soy sauce. I hate the smell of it. I hate the look of it. And now I hate the feel of it. Um, so I jacked the contract in for the bin store. Like, I was very polite. I said, look. Because like, <laughs> you took some soy sauce. <laughs> fingered <laughs> some toy soy sauce. But yeah, I did, yeah. Um, it wasn't, yeah. It was, honestly, you should have been there. I mean, it wasn't, ni- it wasn't nice new soy sauce. It wasn't as if I went to a Chinese restaurant on a Friday night and I poked it. Like, it had been there a while. <laughs> like, it wasn't a nice experience. Uh, anyway, we'll get back on the episode in a minute. Um, <laughs> and I... Um, I messaged the management group and I was like, look, I think I worded it something like, I, was, <laughs> I didn't say I poked your soy sauce and now I'm not happy, but I kind of said something along the lines of, I'm not happy, I don't have the appropriate um, equipment in the van to deal with this. I would have to go out and get some extra equipment. And yeah. I don't really feel like it fits my remit. I'll do it next time, but could you please find an alternative for this aspect? And they just put, yeah, no problem, Matt. I'll say. Anyway, the bin stores, well, I don't know who's doing it, but it looks mint now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mint for that. I think they'll probably just get bone the cleaner a few extra quid yeah. to do it, to be fair. Um, but yeah, weird requests. That was my little weird request story. But there's a few, there's some really odd things that I do. Like, really, really odd things. Like, like, we have some student accommodations, and the lady's like, <laughs> she's got quite a few houses, sort of like 12, I think we do for her, 11 or 12. She doesn't like the washing lines being left up, the pop up ones. Yeah. So I've literally built it into the thing that every time we see one that's empty, we will put them down <laughs> again. Don't know why. Like, she just, I'm not going to argue with it. And I, I certainly won't go to itemize it. 50p to pop your washing line. Yeah, like, I was going to say how much she charged for that. I just put it. I just put it in the in the job brief. But yeah, it's real, real strange. Right, and then uh, let's end with this um, commercial. Why it's so good. Um, you can get as we spoke about access to big jobs. You know that whole building snowball yeah. thing. Um, with residential, it feels like the snowball can only be so big. Yeah. Whereas with commercial, it could be potentially massive, absolutely huge. There are big, big, big businesses, you know, like ground control, for example, and, you know, people like that. Huge, huge national contracts. Um, so you potentially have the opportunity to build a business that size. Yeah. Um, you can take people on quite easily with this. Um, because, again, yeah. it's mundane, boring work. It's easy to systematise. Yes, getting the right people is an absolute nightmare, as we spoke about before. Yes, they break all your stuff. Yes, they drive your vans into stuff. And, yes, they're a pain. Yes, they turn up drunk. Yes, they're always sick. But they are out there. You can get these good people. I should have just done that, shouldn't I? <laughs> That's about all the bad people. Now, my guys are good, to be fair. I'm very lucky. Um... You build, you can build some long-term relationships with like facilities managers and yeah. 
um, uh, various people. I always find that quite good. The, long, the longer you are helping a facilities manager with their career in terms of keeping the place tidy, keeping it moving forward, keeping all of their, their stuff in check, the more work they recommend you for, the more they help you with the pricing, the more you really kind of can strengthen that relationship. And some of these that I've had good relationships with this year have um, bared fruit, I think. Yeah, they've bared fruit this year. Um, You have a lot less dialogue with customers. Everything, a lot of dialogue is usually retrospective. We've been, we've noticed. Yes, yeah. We'll be tackling, like, you often don't need specifics with a lot of stuff. Me, I find communication an absolute nightmare. Like, I'm just not good at it. Like, I've tried. I, I overcompensate for being bad at it by doing it more. But that just stresses me out, and then I I just feel like really, it just, it tires me out communicating with people. That's why I put everything on, try and put as much as possible on a system. Like that's why I have to stick to days on my own route. By the way, right? Because if I had to text everybody that I was coming that day, I just wouldn't do it. I'm an absolute nightmare for it. Like I'm just really bad. I just don't like doing it, and like I don't know what it is. I'm just terrible at it. Whereas if I tell them I'm coming on a Wednesday, I just make sure I stick to that Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so I don't have to communicate as much. Anyway, else? inner psychological issues that I'm sure we've uh, <laughs> come across before. Um, commercial, uh, you get decent winter work with it. Uh, there are either 12 months payments, or you can store stuff up, or you know you can blame the you can blame the gardening plan. Oh no, those trees are on for January. Oh no, those shrubs are uh, are in for February. Oh, you've only got them down as an annual prune. You know, like you can you can move stuff, you can change stuff, and yes, if they want them doing, you can bring it forward and stuff like that. But like the amount of times that you'll go, oh no, those 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 trees are for January, and they're like, oh, they must be the January trees. No worries, and they should move on with the rest of the day. It's great. <laughs> like, and then you just you've solid you solidify yourself a day in January. Yeah, and you don't have to touch it in peak when you're busy. And then finally, if you are in the world of contracts, you, well, you know, as long as you're not a silly billy, you'll have guaranteed money for that year and yep. you can easily, more easily predict your income, which in the early days is, as in if you haven't been doing it, if you're doing it 20 years and you've had customers for the last 15, you can pretty much predict it. If you're doing residential, but in commercial, you tend to, in, when you're slightly newer, first five, 10 years, it's a bit more topsy turvy, so having that guaranteed income from contracts is is nicer. And that's the end of the show. Don't which forget. Which is to... your favourite? Ah. Which is your favourite? Unexpected question. That's not written down. I've got a plan. For I this know. Um... <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's and... landscaping. Think it's that transformation. It's the you can make some very good money. I'll be honest. I as much as I talk smack about commercial, I actually quite like it. Yeah. Um. But I won't want to do it all the time. Yeah. Um. You don't want to be a hundred percent commercial. And I do like the mo and go days. I'll be honest. Some good money, see a lot of people, 
in, out, just the constant, the yeah. grind of it. And I, just, I don't know, I'd really like it. It's just, it's real basic. It's not, yeah. it's just down to basics. Um, How efficient you can get it. Yeah. Do I like landscaping? Yeah, it's all right. I like laying turf, that's fun. Um, I don't really like fencing. Um, I like I like planting. I don't know if you count that as you probably would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think a blend of landscaping that I like. Yeah. Some commercial, and then a little mow and go. <laughs> Just a mix of everything. Day of the week that yeah. keeps me humble and grounded. I think would be ideal. So if I could do seven days out of the fortnight commercial, one day mow and go, and then a couple of days landscaping, I'd probably quite a happy bunny. Yeah, to be to be fair, that's my plan for this year is one week you do your mow and goes, um, potentially commercial if they come through. The other week, your landscaping. Mm. And then you can get your fortnightly mow and goes in. Mm-hmm. And the week where you've not got those in, landscaping. And yeah, so I, best I've, of both worlds. I've reduced the amount of, I've reduced the mow and go days that aren't as profitable as my right. highly profitable days. Um, <laughs> great English. Um, I've yeah. So the days that I like, I would say, I'd say my best days were like ninety percent efficiency. Yeah. And that means nothing to people, but it's just 90% efficiency. I'd say my worst days like 65. Um, those 65 days have gone. Or right. I've stolen yeah. them and put them into other days to make them yeah. 90% days. Uh, with the idea that I've freed up a lot of time and I've taken on uh, two commercial sites this year. That uh, yeah. One's the biggest thing I've got and one is a decent size. And I'm looking to take a few more on, but it's a bit late to be hunting down stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I want to expand my landscaping knowledge a little bit this year, do a bit more. Um, like there are certain things that I've got on, I've got on speed dial, turfing, for example. Yeah. I could just do. It's not a problem, obviously. I know turfing's not complicated, but I mean, supply wise. Yeah. You know, skip soil. All the aspects. Yeah. Yeah. I can eyeball it. I can do You're it. Dialed in. You know, yeah. we don't we don't hate doing it. Um and there are certain things like that and you know, like planting and hedge work hedges, uh, as in hedge installations and stuff like that. There's there's like the basic stuff I've 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 got down. I think I'm gonna look further into doing patios because i'm not that far off really to be fair it's just a, i think it's a confidence thing rather than an execution thing um but i do have some brilliant commercial relationships yes. and i do enjoy them i do enjoy them and i think i'll be nurturing them a little bit further but yeah it's a hard one to i want to do a full episode on it really but as i say yeah. i change the business every five weeks yeah so. <laughs> But I'm um yeah, I'm going through a few full full rebrand and stuff. But I mean, I think I could probably see a time where I would drop residential. Yeah. Altogether for garden maintenance. 
and Moan Goes. Mm, maybe not all together Moan Goes, but reduce it so significantly that I wouldn't even need to talk about it. Yeah. Um, there are certain things like Best Friend's Dad, Grandma's House, Ex-Boss's yeah. House, yeah. you know, Grandma's Friend. There's like, there's those houses that I'll never get rid of. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some might depart this world and some might, you know, like, yeah. But I think there's, I think until that point, I probably wouldn't. And, you know, I've kind of made no secret about it. I want to have a bigger business than what I've got now. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think that suits my personality quite a lot. To be honest, but I will yeah. always be on the tools. I'll never leave. I'll never ever leave the tools. No. If I leave the tools, I leave the industry. Um, I've got no interest in sitting in an office at all. Um, I've got no interest in. Now, don't get me wrong, right? If I was trying to land a massive job that needed like two days office work of planning yeah. and stuff like that, I would go into the office for two days. I would then spend the entire evening scratching my eyeballs out because I hate sitting down. Like, yeah. like I, I've had an office job. Like I've had a proper corporate yeah. office job where I had to sit down for days on end, and I just hated it. So, anyway, this sounds like a really, really good other episode that you've you've um, <laughs> you've, you've, sta- yeah. you've started. Um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any questions and you want to reach out, please do. I'm always here to talk. Um, if you have any questions about, you know, how to start in any of these sectors, um, I can help if you need it. There are better people out there. If you want to do, if you want to learn about commercial, there's better people out there than me at commercial. There's better people at landscaping. Um, and there is a few people out there for my own guy. I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm not far off there though. Cause <laughs> I, I've been, I've been honing that for years. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. I am in that space. That is my space yeah. currently, um, and yeah, I've dialed that one down. So I can really help with that. I can kind of help with the other ones, but we are where we are. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like it and follow it on Spotify. Give it a rate if you want to. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. See ya. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you would like to share your grassroots story, then please be sure to email us at thegrassrootspodcast at gmail.com and we'll be sure to get back to you and hopefully get you a scheduled slot. We'd love to hear your story. Alternatively, if you've enjoyed today's show, then we really would appreciate a well-worded five-star review on whichever platform you've tuned in from. Thank you very much. Catch you in the next one.